Ahoy there, matey! Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-88-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. And we have a special guest to kick off the show today. Captain Rusty is fresh from the Bahamas. He's rejuvenated. He's uh, been over there in his vessel on a Bahamas flotilla with our old friend Richard Trico uh, from the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism. Actually, Richard just uh, retired last year, uh, but he's helping him out with the flotillas. Rusty was there and had a big time, so I uh, so I hear. Is that right, Rusty, or what? It was an amazing time. Yeah. I, actually, it was great. You know, I went over there, what, uh, I guess about two or three years ago on a 23-foot boat, went to Bimini, yeah. and it was terrible, like six to eight-foot seas. Ouch. Oh, a wet boat. It, w- it was the worst trip ever back. This made up for it. It was gorgeous my boat did amazing um what what did you take over weather. there exactly i'm sorry what what kind of boat did you take over there was it bigger or what my, my boat is 26 chris craft calypso ah, okay a little bit more of an upgrade than what you had last it, time yeah it was and it did beautifully uh it handled the the waves great it was comfortable no banging it just kind of mm. just floated right through every wave it, it was a great trip so there was no banging in the bahamas and we're talking no. about on the boat. No, that's okay. not. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, so it's not better in the Bahamas. Yeah, so it? well, it depends on how you look at it, Barry. Come on. All right. But uh so what about the seas then? Yeah, the seas were kind of rough when you went to Bimini this time. There was still a little chop or what? There's a little chop. It's probably two to three. I think coming back, people said two to three. I really think they were like one to two. It, it was pretty calm. There was yeah. no white caps. Uh the mm-hmm. sun was out. It, it was actually Absolutely beautiful. Okay. Uh, there was about 10 of us, that, 10 boats that went over together. And for the most most part, most of them did very well. So one. Uh, the Bahamas, what they do, they run these flotillas uh, a few times during the season or summer season. And right. uh, they get a group of people that uh, want to go over in a group and, and have the familiarity of having someone from the Bahamas ministry to kind of escort them through the process of getting through customs and all that kind of stuff and just navigating safely over there. So that's what you did. Uh, this was your second right. time that you've done it. So you went from where? Fort Lauderdale to Grand Bahama Island. Is that right? That's correct. And you spent how many days over there in the Bahamas? So we on Wednesday, we had a meeting uh, Wednesday night in Fort Lauderdale. We left at 6.30 on Thursday morning, and we came back. Uh, we left about 6.30 on sunday morning to return home okay all right so you had a few days uh, over there in yeah. the bahamas and enjoyed yourself barry what do you think so it sounds great where did you launch from and and i guess uh where did you where keep did you the trailer and all your stuff or, or why why didn't they call you is that where you're going with this no no i, I no, no, no. recommendation uh even though i mispronounce the name every time i try to say it so i'll let barry say it but the place you told me to stay is exactly where i took the boat and trailer and left it there um, oh harbor Ta- that's harbor town uh, marina okay right in fort lauderdale got it right and it was it was a great place the guy did tell me if i would have been there 15 minutes earlier he would have made me leave 
Uh, but they just had some people leave right when I got there. So it worked out perfect. Sounds good. Um, and you ended up in uh, Port Lakaya there on Grand Bahama Island in the Bahamas. I did. And it was it was very interesting. Uh, tourism's trying to come back. They still have, you know, a few marinas that are not doing well. But for the most part, it's starting to come back, you know, after the hurricane, then COVID. You know, tourism's kind of been a difficult thing for them. But right. you can see it. You can see that it really is starting to become more of what it was used to be, I think, back in the heyday. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, because Port Lakaya used to be like a tourism mecca. And I know it's right. it was hit extremely hard over the last couple of years. Uh, and, you know, I haven't been back there lately, but I, I've been I've been hearing rumblings. And actually, I know they've been having some issues with uh, navigating customs lately in the Bahamas. They tried to launch a digital system that they had to pull back. Did you have to go through any of that kind of stuff or did oh, yeah, they have that? That, that, that was away? bad. So, yeah. So I did all the. I did all the COVID stuff that you had to do, right. and you know I, I went through all that part. But then when I get there, um, the whole it's supposed to be like click to enter or something like that right. that you can do online, yeah. which I didn't do. So that took probably an extra hour um, when I got there to go through all that, which I didn't realize that part. I didn't get a lot of good information before I went. I think that was the key. I was told that you have to wear a mask when you get there, which you didn't. I was I was told they don't take credit cards like at the port. They only take cash, which was just the opposite. They did take credit cards. They don't take cash. <laughs> so there, there was a lot, of, a lot of little things that I assumed that Everybody else didn't know either until yeah. we got there. Right, right. Well, that new digital uh, custom system. So you did use the the online system to go through customs. I did. I did for the first part for the uh, for the health part of it. Oh for well, the okay. Test well, see that that part's that, yeah. The digital part on the COVID is different. They're they're doing a new customs thing, I guess, uh, where you do a you know a digital version of getting entry into the Bahamas. <laughs> And that, yeah. that kind of backfired on them when they launched it, so they had to pull it back. And I don't know where, where the status is at the moment, but I think they're still, they might be doing a little bit of both, where you have the option maybe to go do it online, but you still have to go through all the paperwork and stuff. Which goes back to why, you know, it's good to go over with a flotilla if you're going to do this for the first time and have somebody from the Bahamas help you navigate those waters, right? It does. It helps tremendously, even though the information wasn't always correct or got. Yeah. But at least, at least you had people there with you, and it it made a big difference. I, I think the only thing that that I found interesting, and I was so hoping Captain Patrick was going to be on the show today. Yeah. Because the manufacturer that he worked for, there there was a person who decided to take their boat over, and um, it was a twenty six foot. And the brand that, that Captain Patrick works with, right? And, and I couldn't, I couldn't imagine this guy taking the boat over because when he took it to Bimini a few years before, it was a really bad experience. Him and his wife, they ran out of gas. The boat mm. comes to put gas in it, bangs up the fiberglass and stuff like that. Oh. This time he decides to take a bladder and fill it up with gas and put it on the bow of the boat, right? And so because he's not going to quite have enough gas, so when he Gets about halfway there, the bladder Ooh. starts falling off because the seas are rough. Uh oh, so so he, he can't get it up. So some people from another boat. This takes at least an hour just sitting out in the middle of the ocean. Have to just dive off their boat, swim over, help him get the bladder 
back on the boat. Then it doesn't reach the gas tank, the hose. So, <laughs> so I'm not sure where that gas disappeared to. I'm making no assumptions or accusations. Right. It just disappeared. Hmm. And when he gets there, now, if you can imagine this, of taking your boat over, he has 70 gallons capacity in the boat. And when he got there, it took 68 gallons to get there. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's a long scary. drive. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yes. cutting it a little too close, sounds like to me. It's, it, it's very scary. On the way back, he had a couple of gas cans. And before we got into port, he stopped and, and filled up with gas cans. But I just cannot imagine um, mm. taking that type of trip with that kind of chances. Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike the Mariner, what do you think? I was just going to say, I can't imagine a worse place to put a bladder. I mean, on the bow of the boat, that's where the most movement and the most transition from down to up, you know, from a trough to to the yeah. crest of a wave and yeah. back again. And all that weight in a bladder on the bow of a boat. Is it typical uh, to use a bladder like that on a boat anyway yeah. for fuel? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. designed for fuel. It's a fuel cell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it is. But. It is. And, and, and done properly, it's it, it can be very safe. A friend of mine just moved a boat from Florida down to panama and he used bladders now that was a larger boat but uh, and it was diesel but uh, but yes they they mount uh, bladders and and but you want to mount it towards the rear of the boat you don't want to make it too heavy at the stern of the boat so you know think about weight and balance you got to keep your bladders better in the bahamas uh, I, I don't know if that's a tourism slogan they're going to go with but you learn a little bit of everything here on the world of boating thanks rusty good stuff Y'all have fun. All right. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explore in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. 
put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I want sun, I want sand, I want spa. Spa, facial, but nothing too remote because I'm a people person. I like to socialize. Islands are good? Islands are great. All right. I'm thinking... I love the Bahamas. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go. We can get you to the Pink Sands Beach. We can fly you direct into Nassau. This is perfect. Let's do it. Bahamas. Bahamas. Here I come, baby. This is the world's first radio show devoted to boating. I am Greg, your first mate. Barry, the boater's with me. Mike, the mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information and share a few anecdotes of what not to do if you want to take your boat over to the Bahamas. Uh, I mean, that poor guy. I mean, he sounds like he had a good time regardless. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he. I don't know if he did... Uh, it doesn't sound like he managed his fuel consumption properly for a trip that like that. That could have gone so badly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, bladders full of fuel. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, didn't, I never thought foul. about that. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to, I mean, so how big can you get a bladder like that? And would you store it typically, you know, down below deck or something or, you know, secure it well, some it way or how? Well, Many times, but you you want it where it's going to be moving around the least. So yeah. just behind the center axis of the boat, where it's you know going up and down the waves. So right, you know, most stable to the area. Stern. Yeah, yeah. Sport fish boats do it all the time when they're moving around from say the Bahamas down to the Virgin Islands or something. They'll 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 add bladders into the and they just put put them in the cockpit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you ever had to do that, Barry? Or you've never uh, done it? No, a- I. I, I've long. never done a trip that long. Um, I have taken an extra gas can with me when I went down to South Biscayne Bay, uh, just to give me a little bit more distance in case I was running low before I can refill. Right. But not a bladder. The boat's just too small for that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I don't know. It seems like they, they burned quite a bit of fuel, uh, 68 gallons to go. Well, it was a good four hour run though. Yeah, that that's a much longer run than than Bimini. Sure, right. Yeah, I think it's about seventy or eighty miles. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not be, sure. I'd have to look it up. Well, it's about double yeah, well, at least. I think. Yeah, right. Well, Fort Lauderdale fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, based on the fuel capacity of the boat, he's getting just over a mile per gallon. So that's about right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So but, that yeah. that's cutting it a little tight. Um, Oh, very. It, it kind of dovetails into another story about making sure your boat's ready to go that you may want to hear. Yes. This one, however, has to do with uh, criminal activity. Is that right, it Barry? Was, well, it was criminal activity. A highly resident was charged in a $4.2 million Medicare fraud scheme. He's now being held as a flight risk after officials said he tried to flee the U.S. on a jet ski. 
on a jet ski. Well, we could afford the jet ski. <laughs> yeah. We could afford so, it. Yeah, where are you going to put what, the bladder on that thing? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, the U.S. Coast Guard and Customs found him floating south of Key West, aimed towards Cuba. Hmm. Uh, there was one other person aboard who has been known to be an alien smug smuggler. They said the jet ski had an extra fuel tank in there or a bladder. How about that? So they that? had the extra food. They had food, they had water, and an extra fuel tank. How they got all this on a jet ski, I don't know. Mike, actually, it's an accessory. It's an it's an accessory you can buy for a jet ski. Um, hmm. They make okay. um, a rack that goes on the back of the jet ski with a tank specifically made, so that you can take extended trips on jet skis. Oh, uh, that's amazing. They, you know, well, if they were, yeah, they were planning yeah. to go from Key West down to Cuba, that's a ninety mile run. That's a ninety mile one way run, and I would assume that this guy that was going to smuggle him in there was going to try to find a way to come back. Now, I, I've heard stories that when the weather is perfectly calm, like it was this morning, I saw the news, mm -hmm. the ocean was absolutely flat, that people will take wave runners or jet skis across the Bimini and spend the day over there. Sure, you can I do mean, it. I mean, it's only, yeah. yeah, it's 45 nautical miles. If you're doing 30 miles an hour, you're going to be there in an hour and a half. Right. So, so the same thing would apply a for uh, Cuba if this guy was... You know, running from the law, it sounds like they, they had a plan, but it didn't quite work out as they had hoped. It, it, if you had, if you are, uh, if you stole four point two million from Medicare, you think you would have got purchased a better jet ski that you knew could make the trip? Well, so what happened? No, actually, I would have bought. I would have bought a boat. Exactly. Like a I was like, well, like, you could you know travel in style, get an water. airplane. Well, yeah, you could, you could, but. Think of it, a jet ski is so small that may not show up on the radar. So it might oh, have been true. small yeah. enough that yeah. they could sneak in and sneak out. But, Air, airplane uh, probably wouldn't work, actually. So yeah, I, I see why they went water-wise, uh, right. I guess. But but it didn't work out as planned. So how far did they nope. get offshore? And then what, what uh, it conked out on them or what? They were. It just says it broke down south of Key West. So, you know, they, mm. they headed down there and then, uh, you know, it was done. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure your gear is ready to go. Like I've been working on uh, surprise and working on the trailer and getting everything ready so I can enjoy it this summer, which is already here. Well, true. Okay. <laughs> we, we don't usually give tips to criminals, but no, but they're boaters too. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, you know, as long as they're boaters are good with us. Is that what boaters, boaters yeah. too? Oh, jeez, yeah. Barry. <laughs> Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, he hadn't been tried and he hadn't been convicted yet, so he is still innocent. Okay. But, well, but yeah. He, or he, he got what was some, coming to him, maybe. Well, too. he needs to take some uh, some courses on boating and proper boat maintenance. Well, was he a passenger? I mean, he was being uh, escorted to Cuba, well, right? No, I don't. I don't know if he was being escorted. They just said there was one other person on board ah, okay. who was known to authorities as someone that smuggles aliens in. And this time he was smuggling someone out. So hey, yeah. do they offer uh, do they offer boating courses and boating maintenance courses in prison? Mm. Mm. We'll have to ask them. <laughs> that's a that's a question. I mean, you know, you they, know. they may you know down in the jail in uh, Key West, maybe. True. Yeah, right. If they're yeah. down on the water someplace, why? At why Stock not? Island, I think there's a jail down there. So yeah. I don't know. It, it could happen. I don't know. But well, I, you have to get on a boat to leave Stock Island. So if you're escaping, you should. They probably you, don't you want to encourage have, that. 
Is, right. Yeah. Right. So, they, But the they point was the jet ski did have a fuel cell, just like this. Uh, a bladder. This, a bladder. I, well, I don't the, like that uh, name. The fuel cell? Yeah, fuel well, cell's better. Uh, bladder. Air, air, uh, yeah, I was like, I got it. a boating bladder just so I can get over to Cuba. <laughs> I mean, your airplanes, your little airplanes, those tanks that are in the wings are called bladders. Okay. Yeah, or we call them tanks, usually. Yeah, but if you opened up the metal part, you would see it's a bladder. Well, I understand that, Barry. But, uh, you know, when you say, it's, uh, yeah, I got a bladder in my airplane. What do you? Well, yeah, when you could just land and take a whiz at the <laughs> local uh, FBO. Same thing. Gonna, you know, I, when you it. say that out loud, it's just like, oh, I got a boating bladder to take it over to the Bahamas. I'm, <laughs> I, 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 my my mind uh, goes nuts here. You know, it just doesn't well, sound like a good good thing to me. But they, they don't charge you to use the restrooms in Bahamas. So, well, that's true. Uh, but but if you try to get out, uh, get over there illegally, they'll throw you in the in the joint, just like that guy who tried to escape to Cuba. Yep. Yeah. The moral of that story: just don't do it. <laughs> More coming up on the world of boating. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Dude, you were right, Cartman. Your Uncle Roy has a sweet boat. Yeah, and I know what they say. Money can't buy everything. Well, maybe so. But it can buy me a boat. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Barry, the boater. And also, we got uh, Mike the Mariner rounding out the crew. So, uh... I don't know, personal watercraft, escaping to Cuba after you did something illegal, probably not the best move. And, uh, you know, you had everything figured out except the fact that the uh, personal watercraft wouldn't go very far. It just did nope. crapped out <laughs> on them. So, uh, again, he got what is coming. But it didn't stop yeah. there. We, you know, the, we had another floor, duh, story along the same lines with another personal watercraft right here in our backyard in Central Florida. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. In Volusia County, Florida, a pair of deputies approached a family at a boat ramp, and they asked that they would be willing to go intercept a PWC thief somewhere on the Intracoastal. 
So the family said, absolutely. And they thought there was going to be a chase <laughs> between a 19-foot Sea Ray and the Yamaha Wave Rider, which is a really fast uh, PWC. But for the suspect, not only could he not get the PWC started, he couldn't swim either. Huh. The deputies, <laughs> deputies found him on this PWC floating down the intercoastal with the little hood up. It has like a hood. Yeah, for the engine, you can get to the engine from there, right? And they demanded that he abandon the PWC <laughs> to PWC and swim over to them. And at that point, the suspect, suspect said, "I don't know how to swim." No! <laughs> so, the officer was flabbergasted, and he calls back, "So you're going to take a jet ski, but you don't know how to swim." And the suspect, <laughs> uh, he could have uh, escaped on even on foot. But after the PWC wouldn't start, he elected to try floating away rather than <laughs> abandon the vessel in broad daylight. Only in Florida. Yeah. So that sounds like it. That's a complete lack of planning. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what. Well, wait, but going back to the beginning, you're saying uh, Florida Marine Patrol went to a family that had a boat and said, hey, would you take your boat out and go get this guy for us? Well, that what it was, happened? It, it, they said deputy sheriffs showed up. They didn't say they were Florida Marine Patrol. Yeah. Otherwise, I guess they would have been in their own boat. Well, right, right. But I guess they had gotten a call and they saw this family there and they said, would you mind taking us looking for this guy? Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you I thought, hey, would you mind go picking up this criminal out on this watercraft that can't swim? I, but they went with them. Okay. <laughs> they 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 wanted yeah. to ask, escort because I was just like because you said yeah the family was like oh hell yeah this is better than going to Disney World you know? yeah sure but <laughs> and and I don't know I think it said something about they actually let the sheriffs just take the boat and they stayed on shore okay uh, the story's a little you know uh, foggy on that but the point was is that again know your equipment when you're going to use it if you're going to steal it know how to start it he <laughs> probably I'll bet you. He probably forgot to put in the uh, lanyard. You know, you think it was off. simple as that? He, he didn't it, have the kill switch in? It could have been. He didn't have the kill switch in. I've seen ah. many people sit there trying to crank, crank, crank. Nothing's happening. Yeah. And then I yell at them. I said, look at your jacket because usually you have it attached there. They go, what's this thing for? And I go, stick it in that little red button sticking out of that. And right. it'll start. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it would be one of those uh, dumb kind of moments. But if you knew the guy was trying to steal the personal watercraft, you probably wouldn't uh, offer up that advice, would you, Barry? Not. No, okay. I wouldn't offer just, up that advice. And he probably, he probably didn't have it because if he was stealing it, no one. Well, you're not supposed to just leave it on the boat. So, but it's just you know, two things. Know how to operate your boat, even if you're stealing it. <laughs> And number two, if you're going to live in Florida, learn how to swim. We are surrounded by water. We Take have water the on the already. inside, water yeah. on the outside. Come on. And if, and if you can't swim, steal a motorcycle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stay off yeah, the I mean, water. Right. Stay off the water. <laughs> Not a jet ski. Yeah. Yeah. That, so maybe that he is... was going to head over to Bimini. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but he sure <laughs> didn't think that one through, did he? No. Uh, he did and, not. and it is pretty funny. Uh, and, and that story was from uh, blow, blow blurb.com, just you know, so they know. Right. It's a yeah, and it was on the it was on the local news up here. Too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. just yeah, you know. So but I I, guess I, the, uh, I I will uh, empathize with them to a certain extent. When I first moved to Florida, in that same area of the intercoastal on the east coast, uh, I went uh, uh, windsurfing. All right. Now I can swim. 
That wasn't the problem. But I hadn't had a lot of experience in the ocean. And in that part of the uh, of Florida, the water wasn't clear. It's kind of brown and murky until you get oh. down to like West Palm Beach where the Gulf Stream comes in and flushes out the water pretty consistently. And you get that, you know, that Caribbean, that clear, gin clear type ocean water. This wasn't like that. It was all that brown, mucky kind of mix of uh, brackish stuff. Which is okay, no problem. You're up on your windsurfer and you go, you fall off every now and then, no big deal. But because you can't see what's beneath the uh, surface of the uh, ocean, your mind plays tricks on you. You think that, uh-huh. that thing is teeming with sharks, and at the time I wasn't, I wasn't a diver. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know what was swimming around down there. You know, as soon as you fall up, you got up on your board as quick as possible because you figured there's some sea monster ready to, you know, chomp down on your legs and feet and everything and just take you out, right? And so, sure enough, well, they are. Well, okay, at the time, that's what I thought. <laughs> now I know better. But this guy sounds like he had the same type of, uh, well, he had the uh, same level of experience, which was none when it comes to being out on the ocean. And so, you know, you, you're, you know, that voice in the back of your head, like, don't fall off, don't fall off, don't get in that ocean. Oh, it's going to eat you. And sure enough, I fall off and no big deal. I start to get back on, but all of a sudden I see this big swell Oh no! about 10 feet away from me. And I see this huge, big blackish hump come up out of the water, like breach out of the water. And I, I'll tell you what, the water levels there at the intercoastal went up an inch or two because I relieved myself uh, immediately when I saw that. <laughs> Did you, and, was it a whale? I don't know. what It, it wasn't a whale. I, I, I think, uh, looking back on it, uh, I think it might have been a manatee. But I just saw the big hump, and I'm like, oh, my God, that thing's huge. It's going to eat me. <laughs> and so, uh, but, oh, yeah, I man. think you know, a few years later, I learned to scuba dive, got a little bit more familiar with the marine life in Florida, and was like, yeah, it was probably a stupid manatee that eats cabbage, you know. Yeah, and, but now now, now you uh, now you like to swim with the sharks. Well, at, yeah, at the time, yeah, I was like, oh, that was a shark. That was a, it was some massive sea monster would have taken, if I wouldn't have got back up on that windsurfer, I would have been history. Uh, and that was but, the last time you ever windsurfed? Yeah. <laughs> It was. Oh, I was like, I'm done. I don't oh. need to do this no more. So now you can go back and do it because now you're not afraid of it. Well, after that, I was like, oh, like I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta face my fears, and I became a scuba diver. And so right. I decided, and I'm not going to stay. I'm right, but I'm not going to stay on top of the water. I'm going to go dive down. And when you do that, you find out, oh, there's, there's not that much stuff under the water that's going to come eat you like that. But your mind plays tricks on you. It's the fear of the unknown, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. what this guy was. Uh, I, I'm sure he was freaking out, but there's really nothing uh, in the water there that's going to jump out and get you. You know, it's all yeah. it's all your mind playing tricks on you. Here I am I, helping Barry give tips to criminals. See, I, <laughs> you're taking me down there, swim. Barry. Yeah. Jeez. No, he didn't want to leave the boat because he didn't know how to swim. Right. Well, on the true. diving thing. Yeah. I, on the diving thing, I I you know I've, I'm a diver, but. Uh, haven't dived very much in the last several years, but I never thought I'd want to go night diving. But uh, I went night diving down in St. Thomas, and it was amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the difference in sea life that comes out at night versus the day is... It's like night and day. Astounding. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it's yeah. like night and day. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it is. Yeah. Uh, people think you're crazy when you say, what, you scuba dive at night? 
Are you insane? Well, yeah, but that's beside the point. There's really nothing underwater that's going to get you. It's all your mind tricks. And when you learn how to dive, you find this stuff out. That uh, You live through it and have a great adventure. It's all about that, right? More coming up on the World yep. of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast <laughs> check this out my brother just got a new sailboat he has no idea what he just got himself into there's nothing harder than taking care of a boat. Am I right? Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. All right, so Barry the Boater has a trailer, so we have to do a segment, the tale of the trailer, or trailer, <laughs> I don't know, because it's been a big issue uh, with you lately. You've been, well, it's tra- trailer tales. Trailer tales with Barry trailer the Boater. Tales. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, are, we, are, are they over yet? Are they? Are, are you still having issues with your trailer or or what? Well, I, I've been I've been working on it. You yeah. know, I rebuilt it a number of years ago, but I was surprised at how much how quickly it, it had, deteriorated. It deteriorated you, in my garage. I looked at. It, I said, "Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you falling apart on me?" So. <laughs> So you, have you learned from this mistake? Don't ever try to do this again yourself. No, I, what uh, I've learned is that to stay on top of it a little bit more yeah. uh, and not ignore it. But, um, well, you know, it started off with the tire that just decided to rip itself apart. Uh-huh. And that, that's what started this whole, the self-exploding tire that was right. 15 years old. It looked beautiful on the outside, but rotted on the inside. Mm. So Describes we, a lot of us. Yes. The... Um, <laughs> The tires, the new tires have been installed on the wheels. Um, I have the trailer up on jack stands, and I got underneath there, and I started scraping away all the rust. Yeah. And then wiping it down with alcohol, and then spraying it with what's called galvanic uh, paint, galvanized paint, which has zinc in it. Cleaning all that up. Today, I pulled the hubs, which are what what hold the wheels in place. Yeah. Because when I took off the wheels, I noticed a lot of rust falling off these hubs. They're a little skinnier than they used to be. Mm-hmm. That's mm. not a good thing. You don't want to end up on the side of the road with a wheel that you know flew off somewhere. Right. Right. So I ordered the new hubs, and they came in, and uh, I pulled off the old ones today. And uh, I cleaned up the area around there, and I painted it. And I'm going to put the new hubs on tomorrow. And if all goes as planned, I'll pull the boat out, run the engine again. Uh, adjust my SWR on the radio antenna, make sure all that is clear. And then if all goes well Thursday, I'm going to take the boat out for a few hours and run her. Okay. 
All right, so you're making progress. Hey, did you I'm ever finish those uh, crossbar things? That cross member, no. That's going to be the next thing. After I'm done running the boat, when I bring it back, I'm going to wash the boat down. I'm going to get underneath the trailer with a brush and soap and water and wash that all down. Because before you paint, you want your trailer to be clean. You don't want salt and debris on it. Yeah. So what what are you going to paint? What color? Like a hot pink or? No, no. It's going to yeah. be with this gal- galvanized paint. <laughs> Purple. But yes. what'll, ha- what'll happen is, is that the boat will go back up on jack stands. Mm-hmm. I will take off this member, this cross member that is rotting. And I'm going to take it over to the trailer place and see if they can either, number one, re- repair it if possible. Yeah. And if not, replace it. Um, if they could repair it and get like three or four years out of it, that would be great. And then I'll get around to replacing it. Or mm-hmm. if they think that's not a good idea, then I'll have them make me a new one. Right. But so but that, uh, is- that galvanized paint, uh, you don't have any options on color? You can't go with like a purple, no, it, hot it's pink. Only, it's only gray. Neon, um, green. And after what well, you they can told cover me, it with pink paint, right? Yeah, yeah. see, galvanize the paint and then uh, paint see, it whatever, whatever uh, color you want. And and this is the thing that's bothering me now, because when I rebuilt it last time, I said, I'm going to get rid of anything that is galvanized and put stainless steel in its place. And I was thinking about the galvanic uh, interaction between two dissimilar metals and salt water. Yeah. And I asked um, Patrick about that. I said, could this be a problem? And he didn't answer me on that. But I'm wondering if that might have been one of the reasons why this thing rotted away the way it did yeah well what patrick just didn't want to answer you well you know he thought you were a criminal and he didn't want to give a boating advice to a potential (laughs) criminal or something only if i was going to leave to go to cuba right no exactly so (laughs) no uh i think he had other things on his mind that day Mm, but we'll find out you know if that's the case i'll go back to the zinc plated materials that the trailer was originally made for yeah but I think you should take uh, Mike and me's uh, advice and paint it uh, a color after you paint the galvanized uh, goo on it. Put it, put some uh, cool color. You know, make you it know a red much, trailer or something. Yeah, give you, you more protection or something, wouldn't it, it? It is an amazing amount of fun to sit underneath a boat and spray paint in your garage with the spray dust going all over the place. Well, see. You would like it, then. That doesn't sound like fun to me. No, it isn't fun at all. That's the point. <laughs> oh, just think I mean, of all the fumes. The other and, thing I could do yeah. is I could go down. There's an uh, a area where they have a freshwater uh, canal uh, near a place called Markham Park. I could launch the boat there and just tie it up and then put the trailer over and work on it there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. I could do that. So and, and we'll see what Get all happens. that spray paint on a public get waterway. All the spray, that's right. Mm-hmm. Get it in their parking lot right. and then take it home. Okay. Well, uh, we didn't we didn't think Barry was a criminal, but I don't know. He's <laughs> he seems to be taking a. Well, a, I'm ordering my fuel bladder. I'll be in Bimini in a few weeks. Okay. All right. There we do have a couple minutes left, mm-hmm. though, and Mike has some friends that are doing the loop, and I want to get that yes. story out there real quick. So, uh, yeah. have they finished it, or they're in the middle of it? No, they're they're kind of in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, they they uh, they left uh, Sanford about uh, four or five weeks ago, and they're they're heading up the eastern seaboard. And this is the time of year when a lot of the loopers start that trip. And, okay, and, right. Uh, they they may may or may not do the whole thing in one year, but uh, they're on that on that trip. And certain parts of the eastern seaboard, when fronts come through, um, you know, there's a lot of fog. 
at certain times of the day, especially if the winds are calm. Spooky. And uh, and he he relayed a story to us uh, a couple of weeks ago. They were crossing a a large harbor near Virginia, mm-hmm. and he was hailed over the radio uh, by the U.S. Navy, uh, saying, "This is a U.S. Navy submarine. Uh, you need to steer to the right. Uh, you're 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 approaching a U.S. Navy." submarine and what? suddenly you know the the fog cleared and there it was and he was <laughs> heading right at it so wow uh, <laughs> yeah so Wait, did, know you out of the water <laughs> did he kind of think it was yeah. a joke at first like what there's a submarine no no he knew no he knew exactly what was happening yeah the entire time so the sub and was on the surface the and, went, and uh it was getting ready on. to go out to sea okay yeah and yeah, uh it was doing what they call a pivot maneuver which is it was turning from, you know, fr- from the bow towards the sub pin, yeah. you know, out to sea to go out to the ocean. Yeah. And, uh, but it was I in mean, the middle of that maneuver. Yeah. Well, do, I mean, does he have a uh, sonar or radar that would that would have shown up on? Or was it stealthy and that kind of stuff wouldn't show up on his boat? Maybe. I, I, I'm not sure if he had his radar on or not. I know he has radar. Yeah. And, uh, but, but they, but, they picked uh, yeah, him up just, before uh, uh, he picked them up. Evidently. Oh, I'll bet they I did. think the Navy knows where you are pretty much all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that has you to know. be a little intimidating, doesn't it? Yeah, like it, that yeah, isn't something I, you you're used to seeing on the on a on a boat, uh, let alone at the no, surface then, or underwater for that matter. There are times when you're in a spot that uh you may not exactly know where you are. Like when I was coming down from Georgia at uh Kings Bay, there's a spot where the intercoastal runs parallel to the entry canal to where the submarines come in. And I actually crossed over about a half a mile early and accidentally ended up in that channel. And uh, my friends that were with me were saying, are we supposed to be this close to all these submarine pens? (laughs) (laughs) I said, you know, I don't think so. (laughs) I looked at my chart and I was right. There uh, seems to be a periscope right off our bow. What yeah. is, <laughs> right. is that a that torpedo head yeah. heading our exactly. way? Oh. <laughs> well, on that disturbing right. note, right. we're going to wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is better, life is better. as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.